Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education podcast. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that we've done an introduction to everybody on the National Council. And today I'm delighted to be chatting to Ed Moore. And Ed is a brand new member who has already attended his first meeting. And so we wanted to have this as a as a get to know you kind of exercise and for him to give you a bit of background about his expertise and, and what he's bringing to the association. So Ed, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. So tell us a bit about your education experience and your professional situation at the moment. Uh, so I work at a school at, um, in Dorchester, Dorset, uh, Damon's First School. I've been there for eight years. I trained at the uh, University of, of Winchester. That's where I did my PGCE. Uh, but originally I did, a, I did a sports degree at the University of Worcester. Fantastic. And how, how did the sports aspect influence your, your sort of first school experience? Was there a sort of a natural progression or was the sport that sort of got you in there before you started really getting heavily involved in the eco side of things? Yeah, the, the, the sports side was always a big interest and um, I wanted to be a, a, a PE teacher to start with. Um, I wanted to sort of specialise um, in, in many sports in primary, but then um, I saw a great opportunity to embed the environment within the school. Uh, they had these fantastic grounds, um, but uh, no facilities, no garden. Um, the children had no understanding of the environment. Um, where their food came from, how to recycle, what you need to recycle. And I thought, you know, th- this is where this is where children need to be learning and uh, f- for their future. Absolutely. And I know one of the things which was talked about in one of the recent National Council meetings was the environment as a whole and, and how we change that conversation in terms of we know it's important, we know it's been much more on the agenda for, for youngsters but actually giving people the skills and the understanding of how you can embed it, like you said, in a school and how that actually looks. So so take us into that a little bit about how that journey happened from a school with opportunities but but nothing in place to, to the the chance of where you are now in terms of being award-winning and, and actually having this sort of completely embedded across the school. So we started with a garden. I spent um, my half-term... Uh, designing and, and making a garden, putting a whole garden together, going around all the, the garden centres and asking for contributions to our garden, and that, that's sort of where it, that's sort of where we started. We then went on to uh, making a, a plastic bottle greenhouse, um, so that sort of galvanised our, our school and our community, and we managed to collect. We needed to collect fifteen hundred uh, plastic bottles, uh, two litres. Uh, bottles uh, we managed to do that in two weeks uh, we even had like a blue peterometer going up and down every week sort of um, uh, saying how many we've, how many we've got and there was big staff competition as well uh, see how many people how many classes well who, who could collect the most amount of bottles and I think that's why we collected so quickly and then we had uh, the the local community in uh, the firefighters and the princess trust they help us they helped um, year, the whole of year three, which, which were 90 children, on the, on the school field to put this amazing uh, plastic bottle greenhouse structure together. And we, we still have it now. And that was that was four years ago. Try and describe what it looks like. Is it literally what I perceive to be a traditional kind of greenhouse made out of bottles? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's literally it's got a roof. Uh, it's got uh, it's got uh, four, four walls, a uh, door like it's a wooden frame with bottles being threaded through bamboo canes 
and then they're um, screwed to the to the frame, and then each frame is put onto four pillars, um, and then with a roof, um, we got a green door, um, and it gets uh, it gets up to about thirty degrees in, at the height of the summer inside, um, and all our all our seedlings go through through that greenhouse and then out into our into our gardens. Fantastic, and and explain sort of the the journey of what the children experience in this because it's not eco as in we're collecting recycling send it off and that's it move on to something else there's the the real reality of kind of like you say growing looking after consuming i guess the the, the, the whole thing in terms of it actually being part of our life which of course is the most fundamental part of it yeah so 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 important um so you know uh we teach children of the importance of life cycles. Uh, there's so many cycles within nature and the children learn from planting that seed to then uh, growing it to a seedling in, in, in our passport greenhouse, to then putting it out into our, into our kitchen garden. Um, and then um, looking after that, uh, that, that vegetable plant, that, that fruit bush, and then uh, harvesting what they've grown and then taking it into the classroom and actually cooking with it you know we're, we're fortunate that we've got a technology room uh, we've also got a fire pit outside so children can actually do some sort of you know uh, get into the wild and do some nature cooking um, and and then uh, they also learn that um, it's really important to use that food that that wastage um, to then put into our ridden food waste composter and we make rich compost which then go, goes back on onto our gardens um, to then help grow our vegetables again, so it's a whole, it's a whole cycle. And do you have any idea of of the impact it has on children in terms of the sorts of experience they might have had outside of school compared to the obviously fantastic experience they're having inside of school? Are there, was it completely unknown to them, or is it something which some of them had had experience at home with their family? Have you got sort of some rough idea of how that works? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I think they just didn't have a clue. Literally, uh, they, they thought that their food came from the supermarket. Uh, they didn't understand that it came from the ground and that they could actually grow it themselves. And I would say in the last uh, three or four years, um, so many more children uh, with their parents are growing uh, their own fruit and veg at home, whether that's whether they've t- taken on an allotment locally or they've found an area within their garden that they can use or... They've uh, brought in pots. Uh, if they live in a flat, um, they've brought in pots and they've they've grown in in, in, in pots. Or they've um, or they've joined. Uh, there's there's like a local like community garden. Um, they've gone down there to experience uh, the outdoors. And I, I think particularly in what we've seen in the last six months, um, that's really been really important for for their health and well-being. And and uh, I think we've seen a lot more uh, take up. Uh, gardening in that time and what I really like is that I think education as a whole when it's related to you as an individual you know there's nothing more personal than you know eating and drinking and breathing and and it's something you can recognize it's something you know that's important inherently and and to be involved in that within the school learning environment I think that just goes hand in hand so beautifully yeah yeah totally agree and and um you know uh to think that they can grow something and then at the end of it, they're getting like a reward for, for what they've done, that, that whole process. Um, 
is just magical from seeing that little seed turn into a into a plant then into like some produce which then you can harvest and then which you can eat and then you can then use that then to then make lovely compost and it just comes back round again and i think that the eyes and the passion that you see within the children is just is just literally magical and you know nothing can you know take that away and i think the thing that i like the most is the you know, you've obviously got the the practical skills of being able to do it, like you say, which must have been so beneficial, especially like I said, during lockdown and those things, actually having an idea of what you can be doing and, and how you can keep all that going. But the fact that it's the skills like, you know, patience, understanding, nurturing, the the things that all go into creating this is a is an entire cycle. And the fact that you then go back and do it again with a little bit more experience, a little bit more understanding, maybe have a slightly different crop or however you decide to do it those sorts of things are i think really important especially these days where everything is so immediate yeah totally agree um you know children need the confidence and you know through gardening this this is what you know they can get you know confidence determination working with a team these are all the practical skills that they'll need for you know for later life and their adulthood and um you know it's so important that you know that we can teach them now through you know getting out into nature and um, looking after the environment and you know it's uh, it's a win-win for everybody and just give us some indication of the the success rate and by that I mean kind of how much of what you start off producing actually gets all the way through I know certainly from my experience this summer we had some fantastic in, initial results with cucumbers and tomatoes and things that we were that we would be planted from seed and went through and then just towards the end we've still had a good harvest in lots of ways but then one or two of the plants suddenly caught something and died off and that can feel quite devastating having looked after something for such a long time so how do you sort of deal with that and is it something that comes up sort of year in year out yeah i think it depends on um it, it depends on the climate um i think we've had a bit, bit of a hot hot summer this year and um we've grown squashes and pumpkins and they've done extremely well uh, we've i don't think we've we've had so many this year um uh, but then, you know, we've had problems growing tomatoes the last few years. We just can't seem to uh, get them to turn red. They seem to be green and we um, we end up making chutney, green chutney with them. Um, uh, we always try and find a way. Um, if things don't work, um, we always try and find a way to try and make them work. Um, if if produce doesn't, you know, if uh, produce is, isn't ripe, we try and ripen it. If it doesn't get ripe, then obviously we compost it. Um, uh, but um, you know, we 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 try we try our very best. We tr we try different things. Um, we want to give children a, a different uh, an idea of that there are different types of uh, vegetables out there. That you know, you don't just get orange carrots. You can get purple ones, yellow ones. Um, we we link that back to diversity, uh, which we think is really important. That you can get different types of um, fruits and veg vegetables and tell me a little bit about the reality of having this as a project within your school because I can hear lots of people thinking that sounds fantastic but I just don't know within our school setup how that would work whether it's time whether it's focus whether it's how you would embed it practically is it a question of well it sounds like you arrived and had the idea and were able to run with it is that because you have a supportive senior leadership team? Is it because you just had the enthusiasm that people wanted to support through you? How do you think it came about? Um, I think it came about through my passion. 
I think you always need somebody at the at the top um, uh, being passionate and and you know following this through and and giving out advice and ideas how this could work. Um, you know, got a great um, leadership team that uh, that wants to have a you know in an eco school from the start. Um, this is part of the, the school's ethos. Um, and then the staff, you know, were were given um, lots of time and and uh, patience uh, to get their heads around how this might work within their class setting. Um, but I think we're very fortunate. Um, it, it got it got to the point where um, it was getting quite big, and 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 uh, staff wanted to do it, but we we're finding it hard to to uh, you know keep it going. Um, so we've got some fantastic volunteers that come in from the local community that uh, might not have a garden uh, or they've got an allotment and they've got great knowledge of, of gardening. And uh, they support our gardening work uh, in the afternoons. So each class can get out um, and work with our volunteers um, to, uh, to garden in our, in, our, in our gardens and grow uh, amazing um, things. Um, and they've been a a real great asset to our school. Um, we now grow through the seasons, uh, which we feel is really important uh, for children to know what fruit and veg they can grow. Um, uh, so we know we can try and try and keep it local. And we're, we're you know, we're we're starting to um, get uh, what we grow uh, into into the classroom for, for snacks and and for lunches. Uh, so hopefully, as time moves on, hopefully we can get we can have a more percentage um, of what we grow within our school um, on the on the plates of the children, you know, during during their school day. Oh, it sounds fantastic, and I and I love the the whole aspect of community within schools. I think there's such a wealth of experience outside of the school gates, and and I know it gets harder and harder these days in terms of allowing people in and out of schools because of safeguarding and all of that. But I think once you realise the benefits of it and it's worth the time and the application to make sure that it works properly, it just it just completely changes the environment. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know. Um, Without without the support and uh, from from the from the local community, I don't think our eco work would be where it is now. Um, you know, we have the WI um, do a great work with us uh, with our recycling. Same for the Rotary Club as well, and we got the Lions and um, local businesses. Uh, you know, get on board and you know come in and, and share their expertise and uh, and their knowledge, which is fantastic. Um, and you know, I. I I really, you know, call out to, to schools to, you know, there's so many businesses and and uh, charitable organisations out there that really want to get involved in, um, you know, projects within school, you know, not just environmental um, projects. Um, so, you know, please, you know, please go out and, and contact, uh, contact, um, you know, what you have in, you know, in your locality because people will, will, will come out and want to support you. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit about how you got involved in NAEP. I, I know that you, you had an article published in our professional journal, Primary First, but how, how did it become into your radar? Who did you know? How did the whole thing sort of develop? Well, I, 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 first, um, I first knew about NAEP uh, when I was at university, when I was doing my PGCE. We, we had someone come in to, to talk to us about, um, about NAEP and, and what, you know, uh, what is offered there. Um, I think I even became a member for a year. I, I signed up for a year 
but it's always been on my radar. I always like to keep keep in contact through through your social media outlets. You know what what you've got going on and what you know what goes on at your meetings. Um, and you know I think it's so so worthwhile to be a part of. There's so much experience there that people can you know uh, get ideas from and and put into practice into their classrooms. So um, yeah, I've got many of ideas from 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 Nate. Fantastic, and and I think as the national council develops, and and I think having people like yourself on board is just such an asset because it changes the the diversity in terms of our professional outlook, in in terms of the sorts of things that are going on within our professional lives. I mean, I obviously have a music dance as a professional musician. You know, your whole um, eco focus is is something which we've not been able to cover from that professional idea before, as well as all the other people on board. Um, and, and I think as that grows and, and we're looking for more and more people to become on to come on board. So if it's something you think you'd like to be involved in, then please do just get in contact with the national office um, and, and just drop us a line and, and tell us what it is that you why you'd like to be involved in what you think you can bring to the National Council. So if you go to nape.org.uk, that's nape.org.uk and just get in contact with the national office there. Sally would be delighted to hear from you. Um, and yeah, and, and we, can, we, can, we can start a conversation about exactly how how you could get involved tell us about your experience of writing an article for primary first how, how was that and was it something you'd done before uh yeah I, I i very much enjoyed it um i have written a few articles before um i've written a journal article for, for keep britain tidy um based on our on our recycling and single-use plastic um initiatives i've also we've also been in a book um called the plastic game changer uh by amanda keatley uh that's uh, I sort of helped write, write case study uh, for that. Um, but uh, this was a, a great opportunity. This was sort of a, uh, a chance to, sh- to show um, and inspire uh, other schools to uh, get involved in the environment. Um, and it was a chance for, a, for, for me to, to showcase the amazing work that, that, that is going on at, at Damon's First School um, to hopefully inspire other schools and children and head teachers um, of uh, campaigns and initiatives that they can get involved with um, linked to the environment um, and hopefully you know give their children uh, the opportunities that our children have had you know we've they've had such fantastic opportunities uh, to talk to some um, really famous um, environmental uh, people and you know to, to put their put their voices across and and to um, see if they can you know make a change uh, f- uh, for a, for a better future fantastic i know i know one of the things that we're really keen on at the moment is actually changing the shift from a lot of the talking that we've done about everything to do with education and the, and the papers that have been written to kind of a little bit more actionable ideas of things that people can get involved in and, and obviously the podcast here shares some great information and we have a youtube channel which really interesting in developing things like insights into handwriting and literacy and practical things about before covid obviously how you go into a supermarket or or into a um take, taking your children out into the community um so so do check that out as well but um i think it'll be a fantastic project that we could start to think about about how we can actually have something which shares some of the ideas that you've been talking about but in a really sort of practical hands-on way whether that's through some kind of master class or seminar or workshop or or however that comes about because i think people being able to see it and actually have 
practical things that they can take and take back to their school to say, look, I know this happens because I've heard Head talking about it and it sounds absolutely amazing. This is kind of step one, two, three, four, just to get the ball rolling and then seeing all those things together, I think would be a great thing. So Ed, thank you so much for joining us. I think it's been a really insightful conversation about how something so fundamental to our lives is making such a big impact, obviously, in the pupils in your school. But I'm really excited about how we can share all that practical advice going forward for everyone involved in APE. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Mark.